What's up, guys? This is Drew, and this is Brad. And you are having a close encounter with the Unidentified Flying Podcast. Uh, yet again. Yet again. First and foremost, let me apologize for my voice. I've been a little under the weather lately, and I'm struggling back. But I still kind of, kind of lost my voice a little bit. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna soldier through. So uh, that out of the way, I don't think we really have. Well, first, let's this episode. Let's, we're calling it the beer episode. Yeah. But it's more than just beer, obviously. More than just beer. Um, alcohol. Alcohol in general. There's a lot of a lot of local stuff in Oklahoma going on with uh liquor laws and stuff like that. Um and we've talked to some people uh, about some, you know, at least a couple of small business owners. <coughs> excuse me, about a couple of things and just kind of going to talk about some of the changes that are maybe on the horizon uh and what they mean. So before we get into all that though, Let's, uh, you, we had some people that maybe we were going to mention. Uh, Stacy Battles. Stacy Battles. Yeah, she, she made a nice comment about us on Twitter. Yeah. Said she was listening to us while she was cleaning her house. Awesome. And that she was learning about sports. I heard that possibly she liked it when we cussed. Yes, and that too. And like I said to you earlier, the real question now becomes who cusses better? Oh, it's me, of course. There's only one right <laughs> fucking answer to this question. And Stacy, I think you know what the answer is. So It's me. Do the no, no. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. <laughs> the, and vote for Drew. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, thank you for uh for listening and for your comment. Yeah, it's just nice. I you know I like I said, we're infil- infiltrating houses and homes. Yeah. Apparently. We're so. getting dangerous. I guess so. <clears throat> okay, so um, anybody else that we had that we wanted to mention? Uh, not, not that that isn't uh, pertaining to what we're talking about. Okay, we'll kind of bring up. All right, well, as we dive into the subject. Yeah, I'm gonna. You're gonna drive this one, man, because I you've got a you've got a page over there, and I've got a business card with some shit written on the back of it. So, well, like um, <coughs> I told you when we were kind of planning this episode, like it kind of started out just wanting to talk about. Beer and there's craft breweries here in Oklahoma that are made locally, and I kind of wanted to get into just talking about that, really, because sure. I don't I don't drink like a lot. Me neither. You know, there are times I do. You know, and I'm just a beer drinker when I do drink. I'm not a liquor. Fan. It, it kind of just depends, but you know, I'm I'm not a youngin anymore where I'm out partying every night, and <laughs> and not that you have to be, but I'm just I just you know it's, just, it's an occasional thing. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, and. As I kind of got into, you know, doing a little bit of research just on the subject, because there's there's things I didn't know. Um, I also kind of wanted to go into the, you know, I, I wanted to talk about the laws in the state concerning all this stuff anyway. Sure. And at the same time, that's when the legislation, um, or the legislative ses- session started for this year, mm-hmm. and they, uh, some lawmakers inter- introduced a bill. That was going to supposedly reform and change all this stuff. So that kind of added me looking into it even more because, you know, I'm interested just per- on a personal level. Yeah. You know, and then two, just wanting to do this, this story for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just kind of, just kind of went from there. And I'm like, it's a, it's a, it's a deep rabbit hole, basically, as I've- far as what, you, what specifically you want to talk about with this subject. Let's start with this. Because we're doing a beer podcast, we went ahead and made a beer run. Yeah, exactly. How could we not? Yeah. So, what are you drinking? I'm drinking, I asked for a local one. Um, It's a Native Amber, and it is brewed brewed and canned by Co-op Ale Works in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. How is it? It's pretty good. I probably would have went for the, like, they had this one, and they had like a light, or like a blonde. Mm -hmm. I probably would have went with that. The blonde. But this is pretty good. I like it. I, I like all sorts of different stuff. Well, me, I'm a sellout. <laughs> and so I'm drinking uh, imported straight from Munich, Germany. My favorite beer, Spaten. S-P-A-T-E-N, if you've never heard of it, it's fucking awesome. It's a light beer. Love it. I've never tried it. You'll have to let me have it. Uh, dude, hey, yeah, there's, we got, I, got, I got five more of them in the fridge, so yeah, <laughs> grab it whenever. Uh but yeah, we bought this beer at. Uh, let's just mention him real quick. I mean, we'll pro- we'll probably come back and mention. Yeah, him, but, we definitely will. Uh, Adams Liquor here in Norman, Oklahoma. 
which by the way, I wanted to mention this before because I kind of like the last couple of weeks I've been like, you know, we're on location here, we're on location there. I wanted to say that we're back in studio. Back in studio. <laughs> and I think we're going to call this studio the mothership. Okay. So, okay, cool. I, you're, you're cool with that. So live totally. on air, we've, we've decided, okay, cool. Yeah. It is a democracy after all. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, uh, Adam's Liquor on, uh, in Norman on Alameda. Roger Morgan's owner, operator, cool guy. Yeah, straight we at, straight out of fucking Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so we picked all this up there and had a chat with him, which we'll get into some of the stuff that we talked with him about a little later. But yeah, just a quick shout out to him for, yeah, uh, thanks for the beer and yep. thanks for the, you know, we asked us some questions. And yep. And he was more than willing to chat with us. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, okay. So go ahead. Get back into your, what you got? Um, well, like I said, you know, we wanted to get into the, the ins and the outs of all this stuff because I'm sure you know, like, you, you know, you drank beer in the state. Yep. It's got some weird alcohol laws. Yep. And everyone always wants to, you know, like, God, oh, can they change it, please? You know, or adjust it or whatever from anything from the time the liquor stores open to yep. 3.2 beer. That's what our state's known for. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're not from Oklahoma, then yeah, you come here and you're like, what the hell is this? Uh, you know, also like, you know, you can't buy wine and things like that at a grocery store. We just don't do that here. Because that's how we roll in Oklahoma. We need we need to have a Bible next to our <laughs> our gun, I guess, as we carry it. I, <laughs> I don't, you know, that's just uh, you know, like you know, talking to uh, this guy at the liquor store and anybody else. I'm like, it's always left over from, pro- from pro- prohibition, which I think we were like <laughs> one of the last states to change our laws concerning that to come out of prohibition. Yeah, you know, like I think what was it, 1959. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, and that's that's some some of the some of the wine we, stuff. And we still have some dry counties here in Oklahoma, though, mm-hmm. don't we? Yeah, we have. I mean, more than you would think. I think actually, it's yeah. I always see like I, you know this has been in the last ten years, but like certain counties needing to vote on they don't have um, you know drink you know, sell by the drink like you can't buy you know just all sorts of stuff. I mean, there's yeah. still to this day. I mean, that's kind of why they're changing some of the laws now because we're still. We still haven't changed some of them. We still can't, yeah. you know, liquor, liquor stores aren't open on Sunday. The whole strong beer, which this is what I didn't know for the longest time growing up, is I just thought that stuff was illegal. Like, you can't buy strong beer at all. It's not that it's illegal. It's that it can't be sold cold. Yeah. So. Unless you go to a bar. That's right. <laughs> so, it's just so many. It's, it's, I, it's just strange. It's strange whenever you think, like. It just doesn't make, like, on the face of it, yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, I can buy it cold only at this place. Mm-hmm. I can't buy it cold here. Yeah. But I can buy it cold in a place like this if it's weaker. But if it's stronger, I can only buy it cold over here again. It just seems kind of like a weird, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, can you buy it or can't you? Yeah. What's the difference? Well, I mean, and, and, like, you know, we could still buy this, but, oh, it's not cold, so we've got to go... You, you know, I, I personally, like, this is what you find weird. I'm sure a lot of people do find weird. I like my beer at room temperature. That's just me. But if you want it cold... But you're a weirdo, so... I, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but, you know, like most people do. And I don't I don't mind cold beer, but you have to... You know, if you're, if you're uh, you know, a normal, regular Joe, and you're wanting to go get a six-pack and have it cold, then you've got to go to a convenience store or maybe a grocery store or something, and that is what's called near beer or three three point three two yeah or you can buy the stronger stuff but you got to go throw it in the fridge or the cooler or whatever for yeah, a couple yeah, hours like I was just saying it's it's just a pain in the ass you can yeah. still buy it I, which I, I don't know what the ra- I, I guess the rationale is so you won't drink it immediately and go yeah it takes a little bit longer for you to i don't know yeah i yet again it's just it's it's kind of dumb yeah um i think before we get into the like the law side of this because i mean that's a whole nightmare okay. to talk about um, let's just kind of dive into the, uh, the industry. Okay. You know, because I'm not a fan of Bud Light, you know, and I know, I know, I know it's cheap. You know, everyone wants to go get some, a Natty Light and <laughs> get your six pack. And, yeah. you know, I, I understand that and stuff, but, uh, there are breweries here in Oklahoma that make their own. Like that's where I got this beer from that I'm drinking. Yep. And it's a local thing. You know, people are into local businesses. Sure. Uh, you know, that's tax dollars, you know, I'm sure. And um, 
I looked up, I, you know, just kind of researching this stuff, I looked up uh, this guy named Travis Roach. Uh, he has a PhD in economics from Texas Tech. And I guess he's a professor at, up at UCO. He works in the Department of Economics and College of Business. He's actually done a lot of publications that we'll probably use later for other episodes of the podcast, like stuff from like wind energy and tax credits to that stuff to all the way. He did a uh, economic analysis of uh, Oklahoma craft brewing in the state. Mm-hmm. And he did just like some comparisons, like, you know, how much money they make and um, how it's compared to like some other states and stuff. So I'll kind of get into that. Like uh, he found that the Oklahoma craft brewing industry generated $415.7 million in economic activity. And this was in 2014. Wait, wait, how much? $415 million. Oh, $415 million. Okay. And that's an economic uh, economic impact and that's kind of measured in a couple different ways like one it's can, it can be like very directly measured by the amount of like well you look at like how many people work in that industry mm-hmm. and how much they get paid that's a that's a direct impact and then there's some you know indirect impacts like um, you know the bars that this stuff is sold at yeah the uh, the agriculture that it takes to make the the you know the the basis for these products uh, the increase in sales from these places you sell it at, okay. uh, the people there's people that distribute it. They've all got jobs. They make money. They spend it in the economy. Yada yada. So that that's kind of the indirect impact um, that this industry has. And but overall, he's basically saying that it's a near half a near half a billion dollar industry in Oklahoma. Yes. Okay. Yeah. As far as like just it's pretty fucking sizable. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. Of money. And and that's kind of what's kind of crazy. And I'll I'll bring up some more stuff here in a second. Like. Considering the restrictions we have on stuff, sure, yeah, you know, that's and, fair. and you know, I'm sure you know, everyone knows, like we're kind of in a fiscal crisis right now in the state. Yeah, got a know. bit of an energy crisis going on. Yeah, more ways than one. Yeah, um, this is something I found interesting, and in, and in, in his paper, which I read, and you know, it's you know, you can find him online. He's got all all of his uh, publications, and it's pretty dry economic stuff, you know. But I, I like that kind of sort of thing, and I just took some of the. Things that I thought was the most like. Uh, all right, like, let me huh. let me lean back. Put me to sleep. Huh? Impactful. Okay. Um, in 2014, Oklahoma had 10 craft breweries, and compared nationally, out of all the 50 states, we were 47th. So we're the on number. the low end. So we're on the low end. So keep that in mind. Okay. Um, talking about the direct effect of the empl- you know the employees and like the incomes they made, the employee pay in the in this industry ranks sixth nationally really yeah so we're on the very high end okay consider so that i just thought that was kind of crazy like we have a small amount consider can comparably yeah, speaking we, but it, it pays very their well employees pay it pays very well for them. yeah exactly okay. um let's see something else he did was you know it's a little bit different to compare oklahoma to a state like california because it's just so much bigger in yeah. population yeah. size the economy, yada, 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 et cetera. Uh, so what he did is he kind of took like a subsample of states and did uh, a comparison to states that are similar in population to Oklahoma. Okay. I think give or take like a million or so. Yeah, which is and, fair. I mean, and this was state, these were states like Oregon, Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Iowa. Just to kind of give you an idea. There's a yeah. few more I'm probably forgetting, but... There's states kinda- that are on our... Our level population wise. Exactly. And he just, so he took their uh, industry, uh, their, their, craft brew, their, their craft brewing industry and kind of compared them to ours. And he found that like out of all that subset of, of uh, states with similar population, Oregon is like, that's where the mother loads at, man. It has four times the economic impact out of any other state. Really? And it's because they've unleashed their craft brewing industry as far as the laws are concerned okay i mean it, i mean four time like fuck, dude um yeah production they're they're the first in production they they make the most it's because since they're allowed to they've ramped it up so you gotta think their their econ- uh, economic impacts bigger they make more barrels of beer just on any on any measure <laughs> they make the most um we, however, are in the subsample of states are on the low end, just because we're pretty restrictive on what you can and can't do with the craft brewing industry. Yeah. Um, 
But that, but, but think about that again. Like, remember that direct impact. We're on the low end still in production. We still pay people at one of the highest rates. So it, it's a good job. And where does Oregon rank? Do you know? In the pay for employees, uh, it was uh, it was like near first. Okay. okay, yeah, it was it was up there. I don't know if it was first, but it was like top five, top five, five, okay. five or ten. Which I mean, out of fifty states, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just like something something else to bring up. You know, we talk about the you know like the fiscal crisis. Um, they you know we have talked so much about how like Oklahoma relies so much on oil and gas. Yep. And you know, since the crash in the '80s, you know, we've diversified. You know, we've changed, so it's not going to be as big of a burden. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that's true. If you look at, like, you know, just, like, the amount of taxes and the money the state makes off different uh, industries, we have somewhat diversified. But here's something that hasn't diversified. Incomes. Back in the 80s, I think 13% of our incomes came from oil and gas, people in the state. Yeah. 30 years later today, 14%. So it's basically stayed it's the same. It's basically the same thing, or it's slightly increased. So when that industry goes down, we have the, the same, same level of dependence. The same level of dependence. Yeah. It has not changed whatsoever. You would think 30 years, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. You would think. <laughs> yeah. You're like, God damn it, this, just do something. Um, something else, let's see. Oklahoma taxes collected in 2014, $5.5 million. Collected on, on in this taxes, craft brewing industry. On craft brewing industry. Yeah. So that's kind of the, I mean, like, like talking about like how we compare to those other states. What if we moved up? I mean, what if we did half of what Oregon does? I mean, what, what, what could we do? You'd be looking at more jobs. Yeah. You'd be looking at, you know, we were one of the best in pay. So you'd be looking at like hiring paid jobs compared to the rest of the industry. I don't know what that compares to like to, you know, working at Walmart or, Sure. Any other job, or yeah. oil and gas, but fairly well, I would think. Yeah, and just something else about the craft brewing industry. Nationally, um, it generates $55.7 billion. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. And you got to think, something that's kind of uh, interesting there, like it generates that much money. There's actually two main... Uh, Beer breweries and distributors in the country, and that's Anheuser Busch, and that's Miller Coors, Miller or Miller's, however you say, Miller Coors. They own eighty percent of the market. <laughs> Which we'll get into some of that. I mean, the three-two, yeah. the three-two market is yeah. dominated by Budweiser, Miller that's Coors. It. Yeah, because no one wants. I mean, if and I can't blame them, but like if some craft brewery was here opening up in the state and like, hey, we're going to make beer, they're not like, man, let's rush out to make 3-2 beer. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's not what me, and that's me as a customer, that's yeah, not what I, I want. I, don't I don't want, want the good to. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Whatever they're making. So that's pretty much it as far as the uh, craft brewing industry. Okay. Kind of the, the, kind of the notes I wanted to take. Yeah, it's kind of a, and basically like, you know, like I said, an overview. What if, what if they unleashed it? What if? And that's actually something that, that this uh, Travis Roach goes into. Like, I, I'm not going to talk a lot about it here because I don't want to bore you too much with numbers. But like, he <laughs> looks at like <laughs> he looks at like you know what happens if uh, this industry increased by 10 percent, 20 percent, 50 percent? Because even even regardless, year over year, just uh, you know, it's, it is an industry that sees double digit growth, sometimes triple. Hmm. You know, I mean. People are into this stuff, and it's also like kind of why people like Anheuser Busch and Miller Coors—they're going around buying these uh, some of these little breweries up because yeah. they want to—they want that under their umbrella. Sure. And it plus, th- and plus, their 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 profits are down. So it is in their, you know, it's it's their incentive to do that. I, I I'm not not going to blame them for doing that, but yeah. But at the same time, it's yeah. I, I'm with you. I I understand wanting to protect your own interests. I get yeah. it. But it's what you what you're willing to do to do that, and I think some of the stuff we'll find I think is like we're gonna get to one point. If you mention it, if you don't, you already mentioned it to me. But if you forget, I'll bring it up because to me, when I hear it, I'm just like bullshit. Yeah, like that that should not be fucking allowed. Mm-hmm. But okay. we'll get to that. Hopefully, um, and like if I'll try to remember to bring it up if you don't. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll have plenty to talk about. I don't want to jump ahead too far because I know you got like a you got a. Road I, I'm actually there. mostly through it. It's just it's like. It's like with a lot of this stuff, not just the laws, but like the numbers. Yeah. 
the laws like, well, we can't do this and that. But if, if you're standing on your head and in a corner and you're stacking BBs, <laughs> but then it's a lot, you know, it's like, Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, it wasn't until we found when we were talking to, uh, Roger, uh, from Adam's Liquor, he was telling us that, hell, it wasn't until maybe about four years, five years tops ago, whenever they allowed That's you right, to yeah. start selling, you could start selling. Uh, liquor stores could be open on election days. Yeah, before that, it was like it was not Which allowed. Which I'm just kind of like, what's what? What's the impetus of that law? Yeah. What like if you're a Republican and you drink a fucking beer, you're gonna go down and be like, fuck it, I'll vote Democrat. I'm drunk. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, was there really enough people complaining about that? I guess like it's, I just it's, don't it, get what it was. The, just an, it's another old law that's. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's I know. like you know the you can't fucking fish for trout on a Thursday. Unless it's, you know, fucking I mean, hell, like we've season. talked about, hey, you can't get half the people to go vote anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, maybe that's the problem. Like, Which I God, think, if we get them drunk, they won't even show up at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. Um, which I think I should say, initially, I was, when I first heard about, you kind of told me about this stuff that was, you know, being talked about. It's, because <clears throat> this is all stuff that's... <clears throat> The Senate has passed it, I think. I think. I'm and now we're at the stage now where the House, I think, has to uh-huh. deliberate on it. And then if it passes there, it'll probably be a state question on the ballot in November. And I'm guessing, like I was telling you earlier, I'm guessing that's because it's in the Oklahoma Constitution. Yeah, it's got it. This has got to be. This. Otherwise, I don't see why they wouldn't just be like, hey, we're legislators. We make a law. This is the new law. Yeah. Now. Or let cities, you know, city ordinance or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. I, yeah I don't know. Um, but when I initially heard about it, I was like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I want to be able to buy strong beer, cold, whatever. I'm cool. I'm all for it. Yeah, or the time, like, to be open on Sunday. Yeah, like, yeah, you know? I don't, I, yeah, I'm, I, I want to, if I want to buy beer Sunday at, you know, noon. And I'm I sure wanna... you're not alone. On yeah, that. exactly. You know, everyone's I mean, like, yeah, I don't hell see, yeah. Yeah, I just don't, I don't understand the, again, I mean, I'm sure there are religious connotations to it, but hey, I mean, nothing against religious folks, but, uh, pretty sure laws made under religious auspices are kind of, not a it's not it doesn't really it doesn't really speak for everybody yeah so it's kind of like okay i get okay so you shouldn't buy beer on sunday because it's god's day gotcha yeah. cool more power to you i'm gonna go get a sixer yeah because <laughs> i'm me and you're you yeah you know that's yeah, but I, I understand. that's my yeah. whole thought process in general mm-hmm. but whatever yeah um but i gotta say though after talking with this guy roger i kind of i it hadn't i it hadn't dawned on me i mean I don't know. I just I, I kind of felt a little dumb after you know he said it. I was like, man, that's a good fucking point. And that's why I wanted to talk about this stuff. It was just like, if this stuff passes, it's so complicated, and, and you don't think about this. That yeah, thing at first, if, if this passes, this stuff, it's going to kill businesses like his. Yeah, and it's called um, what you're talking about is SJR sixty eight Senate Joint Resolution sixty eight number sixty eight. Yeah. <laughs> My God, that's its own nightmare. Um, and what all do you do? I mean, I know you don't know everything. Actually, <coughs> God, excuse me. I keep coughing. I I keep trying to mute myself. So if it sounds weird or it's coming through. You're hitting strange, the hyperdrive up too much, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> being sick, man. It sucks. Um, yeah, so this thing, it, it says like, you know, Allows refrigeration of strong beer in all outlets. Allows single-strength beer in Oklahoma. Uh, maintains distribution system that favors local and national competition and brings maximum selection to the consumer. Uh, but and there's there's all these other things. I mean, there's I don't know. I'm not gonna hit every one of these bullet points. But when you first hear it, you're like, great. And then you start thinking, oh wait, this is gonna mean, you know, you're not gonna have anywhere near the liquor stores you have now. And God, we're, I, I don't want to mean to sound like we're a bunch of lushes here, but I mean, the, the, you got to, th- there, there's an industry that's going to get impacted pretty hard. Yeah. And, and like the guy that authors this bill, you know, he, his uh, point is like, there's enough money to go around. Both can happen. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't, I don't know that he's wrong. I don't know enough about it to say that he's wrong, but whenever I think about it and like this guy, Roger told us, why Walmart, 7-Eleven, all these people that suddenly now can carry strong beer, they're not going to carry Spaten. They're yeah. not going to carry Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah. They're not going to carry, you know, your imported favorite beer. They're going to carry Stronger Budweiser, Stronger Miller, Corona, 
They're gonna they're gonna carry those beers. Those top five things that sell the best. Yeah, and they may have a couple of exotic beers here and yeah. there, but you're not gonna have. You walk into a liquor store, anybody who knows. I mean, it's just it's selection. I mean, you've got God knows how many. Like uh, hell, I think this this uh, guy Roger, his liquor store is on the small side. I would say. <coughs> Shit, that dude's got like, man. I mean, just glancing. I mean, at least fifty different kinds of beers. Yeah. And, he, and yeah, you're right. He is on the small side. And we're not talking about the liquor he has. We're just talking about the beer. Yeah. So just a straight beer. So you want to talk about, you know, being able to develop a taste and be like, oh, yeah, that's the perfect beer for me. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Here in Oklahoma, if that shit passes, you're probably not going to be able to find that beer. Well, if you can find it, it's probably going to be more expensive than it is now. And it's probably going to be harder to find because there's going to be less liquor stores. Yeah. And that's that's something we'll dive into as far as like, you know, why is that? You know, yeah. Um, something else I wanted to bring up. This affects wine, in the wine industry too. I mean, sure. there there are places that just you know they don't sell liquor or beer. It's just wine, and that's that's it. And you know, you also that's that's one of the you know laws now. You can't go to, you know, the grocery store and get a thing of wine. You've got to go to a liquor store. The liquor store. Sure. And. What that's, was it? That's, what was it? The guy Roger said he said beer and wine was like sixty percent of their about thereabouts. Beer and wine was like sixty percent of their their money. Yeah, well, and, what he's making. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, whenever you basically, it's mm-hmm. not that you're taking away his beer and wine. It's just you're allowing everybody else now to sell it. Yeah, it's gonna eat into the 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 big yeah, side. He's not of making his, money off uh, the bottle of vodka. Exactly. I don't think. It's basically he's making he's money off of these. You yeah. know, I'm not. What do you want to call them? That's an import. Imported beers. I mean, yeah. yeah. Beers that you can't find anywhere else. Yeah. And wines that you can't find anywhere else. And some of these are, else. you know, local nationally and, or local, like, hell, that beer I'm drinking here is from Oklahoma City, you yeah. know. Yeah. It, it ranges differently. Um, but talking about, like, the wine, uh, wine industry, think about all those numbers I brought up with the craft brewing industry. That's just the beer. Well, that has nothing to do with wine. It has nothing to do with the wine. Oh, okay. So, what are our, do we have any idea? I'm not going to bring. I'm, like I said, I'm not going to go down. Okay, every, fair, but, fair enough. Fair enough. But but the the thing I wanted to bring up with the <laughs> wine industry was like, it wasn't until the year 2000 um, they had another state question, and we voted it in. And I think it was six uh, state question 688, and that was going to allow Oklahoma wineries to distribute to restaurants and liquor stores. So the fact that he had wine in there in his liquor store that wasn't even until the year 2000 like local wine or yeah, just local, wine in general well i think local wine okay so i'm guessing if you had to which like just, if he wanted to sell wine so, and he had to get it from somewhere yeah, else, like, like, yeah, like that just sounds so dumb like like imagine you got a liquor store in 1999 and they're and you're like sweet let me get some wine I'm like oh hold on buddy yeah you got to buy that wine from california yeah, we're like we're well, wait, but this yeah. guy down here said that he thought he could, you know, make a vineyard, and well, it doesn't matter. You can't sell wine locally yeah. in Oklahoma. Like you what? actually, you're and you're you're leading into like my next cutting point. off your nose to spite your face. Man. I know. In the year 2000, there was only three Oklahoma wineries. Wow. And in, in 2006, after this uh, that state question was passed, fifty. <laughs> wow. Oklahoma wineries. <laughs> Then, this is the best part, in 2006, the wholesale liquor distributors sued and got it ruled that it was unconstitutional, that uh, state question that everyone voted on and passed. So for two years, that shut it down. We go back to before the year 2000. Where you could only import wine? I guess so, yeah. Or not have it at all. From no no local wine. Then it was reapproved in 2008, but it had it just had a bunch of restrictions on it. So it's like, yeah, you can do it, but you've got to go through the ringer to, to, to even. Can I sell fucking wine or not? <laughs> I know, Good I know, Lord. I know, right? It's so stupid. I mean, I understand having rules and stuff. You know, like sure, you need to be... but can you sell it? Yeah, can I just fucking sell this? Yes, shit? you yeah. can, but you can only sell yeah. it outside. You can only, you have to go 150 miles before you can sell it. Why? Yeah, yeah, that was something because that we was like some it of the that restrictions way. where it was like they were having to travel so far because they could only sell it in certain places. <laughs> and it was like by the end of the day, you're spending more on gasoline than trying to run a wine business. Sure. Or a winery. 
Yeah, and that's just this is the only number I'll really give with a wine. And uh, 2009 Texas wine industry, just to give an idea of our neighbor, um, it's a it's it's a lot smaller than California. California is like I think the number one in the country. They've got Napa Valley, sure. and you know yep. they try to you know rival the French, which you know I think that's its own argument as far as like what they do with wine. But sure, sure, they've got a huge wine industry. Texas is a lot smaller. Just in Texas alone, they employed nine thousand people. Billion dollar economic impact. Wow. And that's on the small side. Yeah. Compared to California. Oklahoma, you know, can we get a taste of that? You know? <laughs> yeah, be nice. In more I mean, ways than one? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's just... The, these laws, I mean, I just don't get how... I could not be a politician because I'd just be up there and I'd be like, okay... Somebody fucking explain to me how any of this shit makes sense. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't... Well, these guys, they lobbied because it was unconstitutional. How the fuck is it unconstitutional whenever it was a state fucking question? Everybody there was something already in the Constitution well, that they were able to I swear get. what it sounds to me like is they're like, well, we're greasing people's palms here. Yeah. Our, this is our money at work, And buddy. that's why I told you something where it's like, it seems, you know, and on one side, it's like, it's so easy to like get so many questions about the Constitution when I think the Constitution shouldn't be changed a whole lot. I agree. And they're just like, every year, there's five, six questions, which a lot of them are common. Like, yeah, sure, you know, what the hell? Yeah. But you take that approach, and you're changing the Constitution <laughs> so fucking often. Sure. It's going to be Shit unrecognizable. Shit like that's going to happen, because sure, you're going to like, sure, well, sure. that weird thing came up, and they, somebody sued and got it in front of the Oklahoma Supreme Court, and they go like, well, it's all, you know, it's unconstitutional, in their yeah. opinion. There went your fucking state question, man. Yeah. yeah. Shut her down, you know? <laughs> It's just no, oh, sorry. It, what is what is fucked up about this law? That well, not even that's a law. The state question that they're proposing is instead of doing like you say, you know, like hey, we want to you know have the convenience, we yeah. want to have the better beer, we want to have maybe I, I don't think cold. they yeah cold you know whatever. Um, they just tied all this other shit in with it, and bundled it up and was like, hey, let's just change all the all the rules regarding the entire industry. Which, you know, some of them do need to be changed. You know, like like talking about the craft brewing industry. There are restrictions on that industry, you know, we're saying like, yeah. you know, you could actually help that industry out. You were telling me like the, the process they have to, like, any of these people that sell anything higher than 3-2, they have to go through a multi-tier process. It's a three-tier system. And that that was something I think from after prohibition as well where it was like they set that three-tier system up to basically diverse diversify the market so you couldn't be like like look at three two and 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 and, and uh, anheuser-busch they are able to brew it and distribute it all themselves so they can then okay this is the price yeah there's no competition yeah maybe from the one other company coors yeah that's it Sure. When you got the three tier system, you've got all these different breweries. You've got so many different breweries. You got what does it go? It goes from brewers, and then it goes. You go to a distributor, and then they give it out to retailers. That's the three tier system. And that's going to cost. That costs all of them money. Who the the, the 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 breweries, the 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 people like these independent operations, because it's going to cost to to deal with the three tier system. I assume it costs at all every step of the way. It costs each of them money. To deal that, with it, because I have to buy to, it. I have well, to buy it from the wholesaler to then sell it retail. Whereas Budweiser's like, yeah, we just skip all that and just, you know. But at the same it. time, on the consumer end, you got to think since there's way more, uh, you know, one the division of the tiers anyway, and then then since there's like more different uh, people within those tiers, you got to think there's more competition, which then makes it cheaper for people buying it. Okay, sure. So that's something else that the law changed or is wanting to change. Uh, it wants uh, basically like out-of-state manufacturers like Anheuser-Busch and, and the like. Uh, they'll have a 50-50 par- partnership with manufacturers and wholesalers. And they can also choose who the wholesaler is. So then they could then go to like just, hey, we're going to have this one wholesaler. And we're going to give you all this one product. Everybody else, you're screwed because we didn't choose you. So there's no competition there. So what do you think is going to happen with the price? Do you think it's going to be cheaper because there's uh, no competition? No, no, no. I think no, no, no. I think it'll be more expensive. It's going to be more expensive, and that's something else. You know, we kind of talked about with the 
Roger. Roger. Um, and just and just learning from the like uh, other states that have have employed getting rid of like the three tier system, the any alcoholic beverage is usually twenty to twenty five percent more expensive. Just from those that simple little change. Yeah. So in a way, the three tier system, you know, it is kind of archaic, but it's also keeping the market diversified okay. to where you know I think that helps locally too, because if it wasn't like diversified like that. You could just be like how the three the three two market is, where like, hey, this total national corporation or hell international, I don't think they're even owned by people in the country, right? Anheuser Busch. No, I think it's a Dutch or Dutch, and one's Brazilian. So yeah, may I I don't even know. That's my point. They're not in state. Yeah, Um, they can just move in and go. Hey, we're 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 big. We're going to sell this, and everybody else is like, okay. And they're on the smaller end. Do you think how how well do you think they can compete with that? Sure. Yeah. Not very well. Not very well. Yeah. Which I think real quick we should mention too. And I thought it was a <laughs> it was a, a pretty funny statement that the, that he made, uh, uh, Roger here, when he was talking about kind of a benefit of liquor stores is that that's all they have in there. Yeah. Is strong beer, liquor, mm-hmm. wine. They know what they're selling. They can talk about it. They have knowledge of it. They're intimate with the product. Exactly. And like he said, I mean, this is, this isn't a verbatim quote, but it's pretty approximate. He's like, what's a, what's a, what's a, what the fuck is a 15 year old sack boy at Walmart going to know about the beer you're buying, the wine you're buying, that liquor you're buying? It's a good question because the answer is probably not shit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It'll get you drunk. It'll get you drunk. I mean, maybe I'm assuming he'll probably know that much at least. Yeah. 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 And I was like, well, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, whereas you have somebody where, I mean, hell, we went in here to talk about a, you know, we went in there to talk to him. Well, we went in there to buy some beer and then t- started talking to him about something that's going to affect people like him mm-hmm. if it gets passed. And hell, he was even still taking the time. You can tell how much the guy knows about stuff because he was like, hey, you guys ever heard of these beers over here? Remember those two? I can't remember one of them. It was like he said it was brewed by monks since the 1300s. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you won't see this shit anymore if this law gets passed. And it was just... He's like, you ever heard of it? And I was like, no, yeah. I actually haven't. He's yeah. like, well, you definitely won't now. Yeah, you yeah, You won't see it anymore. And there was another one was a French beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, he was like, these are two really just awesome beers. He's like, yeah, man, you won't you won't see him. Like, you'll see him in like because again, I think he's right. If this law passes, the fact that you have a liquor you have you have a lot of liquor stores, most of those will go away, and it'll be a handful of bigger liquor stores that have their own buildings. Because I didn't know this either. This he's right next door to a Seven Eleven. He le- his lease is through Seven Eleven, so Seven Eleven kind of controls some of the conditions of his lease, which is, I think, not to sell. You know, yeah, and he got he gets every year a one year lease. Yeah, that's it. So, and I, I think you know people like him will def- will most likely be gone. Yeah, because he said, you know, if you're allowed to sell the same better beer in a cooler next door, they won't want you set up right there competing yeah. with them. Yeah, there'll be no, and they so they won't even let you get a lease. Yeah, they're just like well, yeah, and he was kind of talking too, like you know, they own like Seven Elevens. They own, I guess, you know, I mean, and it's 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 I can't say it's dumb of them. They own the whole little strip there, you know, that little strip yeah. that their stuff's in. So he was like, you know, they won't let a tobacco shop in, a vape shop, because they sell that stuff, they sell that stuff in Seven yeah. Eleven. They let him there because they're not allowed to sell liquor and strong beer. But if they are, they've got no use for him anymore. Yeah, they're gonna send him packing, or he could be, you know. Like he was, you know, you were saying it's like sixty percent of his business—the beer and uh, what else, the wine. Yeah, I think he said maybe all they he could turn into a just a liquor store. Yeah, just straight liquor. But is that going to be enough for him to actually stay in business? Exactly, and he, I think his, his or hell anybody because yeah. So, and, so think about like anybody, any place with a strip mall that has a, you know, a little Seven Eleven and like there's always a liquor store right next to it. Yeah, I never realized until talking. Most to him, likely, the, a lot the of them are gone. Of, yeah, like the the sort of control that the Seven Elevens have over those yeah. guys. <laughs> or anybody. I'm sure there's other yeah, other gas stations or yeah. just any <clears throat> business that has a little little, little strip, spot like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he was saying like it's just him and his wife that run the thing and yeah, he said, you know, basically you'll be taking away 60% of his profit, leaving him with the 40% ish yeah. from just straight liquor and he was like, yeah, I mean, he goes, and if they let me stay open on Sunday, he's like, well, hell, I got no, ch- I got to work seven days a week, man. Yeah. I think he was saying he already puts in nearly 70 hours a week anyway. Because he's just like, a small, small business. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's just, it, it didn't, it didn't sound, uh, after talking to him, I mean, I made the comment, I thought, 
you know, that was kind of funny at the time. I was like, it was a, uh, talking to him about it was a bit of a sobering experience. Yeah. Cause I was like, huh. Which was, you know, funny to have in a liquor store, but I was like, you know, <laughs> I hadn't really thought of it from the perspective of a small business owner. Yeah. They're going to get ramrodded by this probably. Yeah. So I have to wonder, is it, I mean, it's not that big of a deal that I don't, I can't get my spot, my, my spot in cold. Yeah. It's fine. I'll go through. I mean, I don't, like I was saying, I would pay. I would pay an extra dollar or two to buy beer from that guy because he's a cool guy. Yeah. And you're only going to get that from small businesses, really. Like he's like he was kind of intimating, the 15-year-old sack boy isn't going to be, you know, it's not going to be like, you're not going to have that same familiarity that you have with a small business. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just kind of, I was kind of, when I started thinking about it, I was like, man, I think I'm maybe kind of, you know, having a sea change here. Well, plus at the same time, we're talking about, you know, local... <laughs> How it affects, you know, local small businesses. Sure. You know, they changed that law and, you know, first they brought up this joint resolution for changing all the laws in the first place. Anheuser-Busch threw a, a fit because it basically told them within five years you have to... Here comes the bullshit. You have to divest. Yeah. And become just like everybody else, playing on a fair playing field. Yep. And they lost their shit. They put, like, a print ad in the Oklahoman... You know, they've got a website, you know, how yep. telling you how Bud Lights or, you know, Budweiser's cool and all this type of shit. And then I think later on they did make a concession. Yeah, of course they a did. A compromise. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe later we'll, we'll think about that. And yeah. Which is, this is the bullshit. Because you don't Bud, have to do that. You can keep your monopoly on three, two ex- years. Yeah, exactly. Because what that screams to me is fucking Budweiser busted out the fucking checkbook. Yeah. And these Fucking politicians probably just gobbled up all this fucking money. I know they did. And said, yeah, we'll take, you scratch ours, we'll scratch yours. Because and I don't know if they're scratching each other's backs, each other's balls or whatever, but it's fucking sick. You gotta shit think, like if they that. didn't get that compromise put in, they would then go on a big campaign till November. Of when course. The vote of course. Goes in. And they would go to, I think I read this on the Lost Ogle, and it was like, they'll go to all the Joe Bobs here in Oklahoma, and the government is gonna take my Bud Light. <laughs> Yeah. And they'll all hate it and vote it down just because of that. Yeah. And I just don't, I just, it just chaps my ass that like you have these big fucking corporations that are able to obviously, that's what, they're able to spend money to insulate themselves in a way that the, the Joe, John Q. Public cannot. Yeah. And it's like, who's getting the better representation of, of the, uh, for the, of the law here? Yeah. It's not the, the, it's not, it's not the average citizen. And what I was talking about a minute ago, like, I don't off. think I finished my thought, like, <coughs> if they're allowed to then do that, and say they get rid of the three-tier system, and they give them monopoly, and you put all these smaller people competing with them, their money and tax money, you know, that's not staying in state. They're national corporations yeah. that go somewhere else. It's not lo- They're not local people. Yeah, yeah. And that's what kind of what uh, Roger was saying too. He's talking about you know like like Budweiser for instance, and you know he's talking about Walmart. That money's going to Arkansas. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, I mean nothing against Arkansas, but if we want to talk about a state worrying about its own people, its constituents, you know, yeah, its constituency, you would want to look at. You would think if anybody was given any sort of favor, not that anybody should, but it would be your businesses, not. Yeah. Well, that's and that's kind of the comment he made is he was like this state wants big business. Yeah. And look what it's done to us. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we still have the same dependence upon big energy. Yeah. And whenever big energy goes tits up, guess what? Everything else does it, too. Fuck yeah. It stings like a motherfucker. House prices go down. Shit gets closed as far as like yeah. the budget, schools. So I mean, everything. I I think uh <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not trying to, I don't, I don't want to, <coughs> I don't want to act like I'm an expert on any of this shit, but fuck, man, I'm starting to, to wonder if I was, I think, I think I was wrong in initially kind of being like, fuck yeah, let's vote this in. As much as I think some of these laws are retarded, I think that if you change them, you're going to kill so much business, yeah. like so much local business. That just seems to be every, anybody that runs and kind of like how you're having like you're talking about this realization that was kind of what i thought too like looking into this where yeah i really want this reform as yeah. far as like certain aspects of you know local liquor laws are concerned yeah but 
you know, I, I was just like following some people on Twitter and, and, uh, just different, uh, places I know that, you know, are, are just like Roger here. And that seems to be all their same sentiments. Like if you're, if you're a retailer, like you are going to get fucked. So yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you might be able to, there are, you know, a big, big chains that, they're not even a chain, but like they're bigger stores and maybe they're in their own building. They don't have to worry about a lease from 7-Eleven. Maybe they do. I don't know. Or from anybody. And they might be able to survive. Sure. But one, will they? And two, if especially if you're on the smaller end of the spectrum. Yeah, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. I mean, it's just not happening. <laughs> um, I, I've, oh, I'm trying to remember who I was following. Um, so one of our first followers' names was uh, Maddie Gregory, and her dad owns a uh, owns and runs. It's just a complete wine shop called Edmund Wine up in Edmond. Yeah, and he wrote an opinion, uh, and she, you know, he wrote it on his Facebook, I think, and she was just like sharing it around because you know that he was very adamant about what he was saying. And I think Doug Coleman published his opinion. And he was just like, do the math. He was like, there's going to be so many if you allow this to happen, you're going to have. So many more outlets for these certain products going up against such a small number of retailers that exist in the first place. You're smart enough to know what's going to happen. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they're not, I'm not saying they all should just survive and we should protect them all, but sure, sure, it's sure. dumb to be like this senator that came up with it. I think his name's Senator Jolly. You know, he, he was just like, there's, there's more than enough money to go around. When the hell is that ever the case? Yeah. I'm, like, hey, yeah, we'll just split it all up and we'll bring in all these other people and every, we could all have a piece of the pie. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's a piece of the pie, that means I'm getting less and they're getting, somebody else is getting some. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's yeah, not I, all, it's not all peaches and cream, man. <laughs> like, yeah. And I don't know if, you know, I'm on the wrong side of this somehow. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but it sounds like in the end, the only people this is going to help are the big companies that are already, yeah, they're already the big companies. And that's something um, this person I was just talking about. I think his name is uh, Vance Gregory. He's the one that that runs Edmund Wine. He's like, and it's not the, it's not that we don't want restrictions lifted on, say, like the craft brewing industry. We totally, I totally want that. Sure, I totally want stronger beer. You know, talking about Roger, it was like you know, in a in a weird way, it's like. Those places wouldn't need to even exist in the first place if we didn't have these crazy archaic laws. That's true. They wouldn't have popped up. Yeah. Or if they did pop up, they would be, you know, on their own <laughs> independently and yeah. they would build a business. You wouldn't need a liquor store if you could buy again. You know, they would have liquor, but they would have, they would grow yeah, in their own way. Yeah, they would have you would to get all these different types of beers. But who knows, hell, if you know, of the laws were all if all the laws made sense, you might not have all these different kinds of beers to begin with. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird, like, which came, you know, chicken in the egg because thing. You can, yeah, because you've got to think a lot of the craft brewing industry is in response to, look at the market share these two breweries have, Anheuser-Busch and, and Coors Miller. Mm-hmm. And then look at how much people don't like it. <laughs> They're like, this tastes like shit. Yeah. I don't like this beer. Yeah. Much less if it's 3-2. Sure, yeah. The diversification of, like you said, all these different kinds of beers... And that's where, in response, all you know, this is, and this isn't a very new thing. This has been the past five, ten years mm-hmm. that they're popping up and, you know, doing their thing. Which, I'm, hey, power to them. Sure, I, I'm, I'm all for it. And, and especially, look at how you're talking about Roger. You know, he's a retailer. I think the same thing about local breweries. They're a local business. That's you know, on the. Spectrum of big business in America, they're definitely on the smaller end. Sure. And hell in the state, much less nationally. So I wish, I do wish that they were, you know, allowed to do a lot more. Allowed to distribute more, yeah. I guess. And sell to whoever wants to buy it. Yeah. Because that's, that's some of the different laws that are, you know, <laughs> wanting to be changed or haven't been changed where it's like they can't even sell, you know, sell on the premises of their brewery. I don't yeah. think. I mean, hell, we've talked about stuff too. Just there's so many. I mean, it's like, like OU football games. Yeah. If you're one of the teeming masses, the plebs, who are, you know, in the stands, you can't buy beer. Mm-hmm. Used to be able to, but then they they don't they don't like. I it guess anymore. that's the school that got rid of that. Yeah, the school didn't yeah. want it anymore. Which, what I, I that's I I don't think the school ought to be able to fucking have a say in that. It'd be like a, your state fucking school. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's fucking taxes yeah. paying for uh, your uh, shit, yeah. but hey, whatever. Can of worms. 
So they fucking say, nope, no more beer. Unless you're one of the big dogs up in the luxury suites that we have. The box seats. You can have liquor then. And I'm like, dude, this shit's what started the French Revolution, man. <laughs> These motherfuckers in their boxes, their I don't luxury know about boxes, that, but... <laughs> eating their fucking cake. While the rest of us are like, can we just get a little bit? Are you no. going to go Occupy? Yeah, Sooner no, field? No, I don't care about it that much. <laughs> <laughs> to be totally honest, I'll probably never go see a. OU, I've ever seen one OU football game live. Really, ever? Mm, yeah, ever. You know why? Why? It cost too much fucking money to go Dude, to a it game. It's not that much, man. I've got. Like cheap. 60, 70 bucks to go to a game. Ah, I can get in there. Probably cheaper. watch us get beat. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, not with that attitude. <clears throat> yeah. It's just too much money, too much fucking hassle. I'm just kind of like, eh. No You're gonna thanks. go one of these days. I'm gonna take. I mean, I mean, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'll never go again. I'm just kind of like, God, dude. I just. I've been to too it. many games, man. I've been burnt out. Uh, yeah, uh, I just, I'd rather just watch it on TV. And plus, like I said, you can't drink. Not that I'm sitting here drinking beer all the time, but if I wanted to, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, because you know I'm out in the open mm-hmm. at a sporting event. Yeah, shit may get dangerous. I know. Whatever. Yeah, but that's what, why I like going to. You know, we've talked about the energy. You can go there. They've got Anthem Brewery. Is there? Nice. They've so got like three things on tap. So you can buy beer at the soccer Hell game. Hell yeah, you can. Well, it's fuck. damn good, too. All right, we'll see. You've got three different choices. It's like, I can't remember what kinds I've got, but. Well, see, that's something I can get behind. Mm, it's good. I think you can go get like, you know, they sell Bud Light and that bullshit there, too. You yeah. know, but I didn't buy any of it. Just saying. Yeah, so I just, I don't know, man. These And like like you were ta- we were talking about sin taxes off the air earlier and stuff, or stuff that seems like that. Like, I, I've always hated, I used to be a smoker. Until fairly recently, I've been not smoking for like seven, eight months or something. Yeah, you've like been that. vaping a lot. Been vaping a lot. Um, I always hated it when they would just come around and be like, "Oh, we're increasing the tax on cigarettes again." Up, oh, increasing the tax on cigarettes again, and I'm like, "Is it fucking legal or not? If it's legal, leave it the <laughs> fuck alone. Tax yeah. it like anything else. Why should something be taxed more because you don't really like it? Then make it fucking illegal. Have some stones." And just say, fuck it. We don't it's want just, it. It's just part of a public policy. Uh, but I get it. One, they're looking for money. And two... But it, to me, it's it's the most... They're discouraging people. Yeah, they're, no, they're not. <laughs> because they know... Because, see, they know everybody that smokes is a fucking addict. They know they've got them already. And they're like, well, fuck, we can, we can, we can squeeze another buck out of them per pack. Yeah. They'll do it. And that's that's something I told you off air, too, was like... We've had, we have all these fiscal problems, and that's one of the, the governor's proposals. Like, hey, let's, uh, let's increase cigarette... Cigarette yeah, tax, where it's like, what, what, what did you just do? You've been kicking cigarettes. Yeah, that is a that is a trend. I'm not. That's not yeah, just, well, we'll give them time. That's they, not just you. They're oh, wanting. Yeah, they're wanting to come vaping. Yeah, they're wanting to come after, after vaping. vaping. And, you know, that might we be may a have great to do episode. a podcast on exactly on vaping. But I don't think the cigarette tax is going to plug <laughs> the huge oil and gas hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't. It's going to go out of limb there. Yeah, no, I think that's a pretty sturdy limb, buddy. Yeah, yeah. That is not gonna. That is not gonna help. Yeah, great proposal. Yeah. Um, and I just hate, I just hate stuff like that where I'm like, where it seems like, it doesn't seem like, it fucking is. You're taxing something more because, why not? It's naughty. Yeah, you can, you, I mean, because you can. Yeah. I just, nobody ever gets, I, I wish one guy would fucking get up or one gal, somebody and just be like, leave smokers alone. Yeah. Is it legal to smoke? Cool. Sales tax. Done. That's it. It should be illegal to charge more. Which I think they want to increase too. Yeah, well, just, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> if it's legal, it should cost the same amount to buy, the same amount of tax to buy a fucking pack of cigarettes as it should a fucking gallon of water. And kind of what you're talking about, like, look at, like, you know, all these tiers that are applied to these beers and the system and stuff. That, the tax, what's taxed at what is kind of crazy, too. Yeah, I just... Like, uh, you know, well, this one's a little more, a little less, and you're like, why? Actually, you know, why don't you make it a level playing field? I'm with you, yeah. You and know? see, that kind of goes into, you know, a handful of podcasts ago when I said, like, I am a fan of small government because this shit is all fucking just signs of just government fucking, just run fucking wild, dude. Just just talking to people up. when, they, like, you know, I was wanting to do this episode in the first place and then this Senate resolution came out and they were just getting the paperwork on it and everyone was just like, you know, I, I can't even say anything on this. Because I've got to, I got to sit here and read this shit and think about it for a week. Yeah. Because it's so goddamn complicated. Yeah. I mean, look at this shit I wrote out, man. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's I mean, for a fucking podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, I got to get my shit straight here because I, I'm not going to be able to remember all this. 
Yeah, and no, I don't I, think I don't think we've you know we're not diving into the depths of all this shit either. No, you no. know we might have been wrong on a few things. You know, just, just putting that out <laughs> well, there. You might have been wrong. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just yeah, it's like it's so goddamn complicated, and that's kind of the point of this episode where it's like your realization. Hey, yeah, sounds cool. Reform the laws. There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, and I guess, you know, what you brought up was a really good point a couple of, like, I don't know how many podcasts ago it was, but I think it's another, you know, I don't know how many people are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? If we're lucky... Well, I do, but anyway. Okay. All right, <laughs> well, well, roughly. The, 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 the hundreds of thousands that listen to this <laughs> podcast, if, if, you, if you've never thought about before getting out and voting for these local questions, yeah. you really need to take a moment to think about, like, look into this law. And at least from my understanding, I mean, take it take it for as much as you can from a, a layman. It really sounds like if, if this thing passes, a lot of small businesses, Oklahoma businesses, small businesses are going to get fucked. Yeah. So just think about that. I mean, do you care about small businesses? Hey, you know, maybe in your you community? don't. But at the same time, it's like you got to be informed on half this shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're somebody who says, you know what? That sucks for the small business, but I want my beer cold. Like, stop right now. Gun to your head. Where's Senator, Senator Jolly even from? Do you even know? I didn't know. I had to look uh, it up. Oklahoma City? Close. I was going to just gonna pick the biggest I think town. he was. He's mostly, <laughs> mostly his district's uh, Edmund. Edmund, okay. And uh-huh. a little bit north of that. Okay. Well, there he's you go. He's a Republican. I, was, I had to I was, look him up. I'm like, close. that's the whole fucking point. I didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know who he guy. was. Yeah. Never even <laughs> heard of him until he you know, brought this shit up. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, this is this kind of uh, is a... A reminder for me. I need to. I need to have this in my head when I go vote in November, man. If this shit's on the ballot, I need to know what I'm going to say on this. Yeah. Because they're not going to give me the 411 on the fucking ballot. They're going to give me a general synopsis, and that's it. They're yeah, not. Gonna... I mean, I, I like you know. I told you, I, you know, I, and I've shown you here. Uh, there's there's this whole page of shit I wrote down. I had to get it from all sorts of different sources. Exactly. You know, I'll, I'll bring one up. Thirst the thirsty beagle. Great blog that covers just nothing but this shit. So really? if, if if anyone's interested in that, go That's check that awesome out. That's an awesome name too. Thirsty yeah, Beagle. Thirsty Beagle. Um, <coughs> I did get some, you know, information just from like a. We brought her up. I think it was concerning the Holtz Claw thing. Brianna Bailey. Okay. She writes for the Oklahoman. Yep. She was doing a bunch of pieces over. I think kind of kind of like you know how I was thinking about doing a just a show on the beer industry in the first place. She was doing some uh, stories on that, and then all this stuff started coming out, so she was covering it a little bit. But basically, I had to go digging around, you know, like what, you know, I had to go find this Travis Roach here to, you know, find out some of the numbers. And what was the one thing you were telling me about? Is it something ale? Um, yeah, there's a guy out of Tulsa, and he's got a blog, I think it is, and it's called What the Ale. What the Ale. What the Ale. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just stuff like that, you know, like, uh, you know, a couple of things were on the Lost Ogle. You had to go find the stuff, you know, because if you just read just that one random piece in the newspaper. Or if you're the person, okay, they're changing some of the alcohol laws. Isn't that interesting? Hmm, or well, if even anyway, if you, and I've been guilty of this myself in the past. You show up to vote, and there's state questions, and you're like, "Oh, what's what the this? Fuck is this?" And you yeah. read the little synopsis they have, and you're like, "Yeah, okay, fuck it, I want that." Or, "No, yeah. I don't want that." Yeah. But you really don't have an informed opinion, really. Yeah. You have an opinion, of course. Yeah. But it's not informed. If that's Everyone's all you got, an opinion exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I just kind of. I just hope that. Like assholes, everybody's got one. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I, I just think uh, it would be you, you're selling your you're selling your own vote short if you don't inform yourself on these issues. Yeah. And hey, I'm a perfect example. I fucking woke up today thinking I thought one thing about this law. Talked to a local business owner, and suddenly I'm kind of like, huh. Damn. A little bit of a intellectual crisis going on. Yeah, in my I head did the here. same. I did the same thing researching this stuff because I was like, I never even thought about it from the end of like, what if I'm just a shop and I just sell wine, or what if I'm a, like this uh, Roger and just have a you know little liquor store in a in a strip mall next to a Seven Eleven. Yeah, I'm I'm staring down the barrel right yeah. now if I'm that guy. Or what if you're even a bigger liquor store on your own independent? You know how much it it really depends on, like Roger was saying, how much percentage of what you sell. Yeah. To what is yeah exactly of what's going is to change how you are going to fare if this law passes yeah yeah and he says he's he there's knows. there's not enough to go around Senator Jolly I'm sorry yeah yeah no there's <laughs> yeah. not no uh, now maybe the people that are you know the movers and shakers throwing money around and shit 
sure. I'm yeah. sure there will be enough for all that. Yeah, that and that's something uh, <coughs> uh, the Vance Gregory uh, put in, in his opinion, where it was like, you know, this is just a blatant attempt for out-of-state people to come in and get a piece of the pie here. I mean, that's basically what we're saying. Yeah, it was like it's a it's a way for them to get in and our our market. Yep, and for them to profit, and you'll see that go somewhere else. Yep, it's not going to be like uh, Rogers said. The money that these that these out of state corporations make, that money goes back out of state. Yeah, the money that he makes, it that local, it recirculates in the yeah, community and stuff. Local. And I'm kind of like, yeah, that makes fucking sense. Yeah. So because you know. He owns the store. He lives here. He spends his money here. He pays his taxes. He here. pays his taxes here. There et you go. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Man. So yeah. I mean, it's yeah, so I. I don't know. Like I said, it's a bit of a. I said an intellectual crisis. more of a philosophical crisis in my head. Yeah. Kind of going like, man, I think I might have started on the wrong the wrong side of this mm-hmm. because it. And I don't know what the perfect solution is because I don't. I think some of these, like you said, these some of these laws are just fucking draconian yeah they're stupid but because we've had them for so long it's given rise to the situation that we're in if we suddenly change it it, it's not just it's not going to be uh it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows for everybody Mm -hmm. matter of fact it's going to be pretty gloomy for a lot of people yeah because they're those are local jobs too same thing yeah and i think anheuser-busch was like hey you're going to kill jobs if you don't if you you know because they were going to have to divest they were like, you're going to kill our jobs. And I think they employ like 700 people. Yeah. And 700 people compared to what, man? Like, how much does the craft brewing industry employ? How much does all these retailers employ? Yeah. And how plus, much do all these distributors employ? I'm going to guess it's more than 700 people. Yeah. And don't get it twisted, though, either, though. Like, at least, I'm not saying you, but in general, Budweiser doesn't want this bill to pass either. Well, they did because they weren't included in being special. Okay, and the now bill. they are. They were, so they, yeah, now so they are. Fine so yeah, with yeah, it. yeah, fuck it, yeah. Okay, fine. okay, all right. Initially, though, so <laughs> they initially... Can, they can do both now. They yeah, can they can, yeah. they can keep their monopoly on 3-2 and sell strong beer. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And run all these people out of business? Great to them. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just... Uh, I think I know how I'm going to vote when it comes time. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I just think if people, you know, anybody interested in local politics, your state level politics, you really need to maybe look at this. And even if you're not a drinker, just I mean, but if you know you don't have a problem with drink people drinking, yeah. If you if you're cool with small the local, local businesses, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to think your local economy might get kind of hit by this. Yeah. So maybe it won't though. I don't know. I'm like I'm not professing to be any sort of fucking expert on any of this. I just know. Looking at the the cold hard facts of it, it sounds like it's gonna have a pretty decent impact. Yeah, every everyone it seems like they're kind of like, well, you know, you know, other than Anheuser Busch and the, <laughs> and the bigger and Miller Coors Miller, you know, they're kind of like, well, it's not what we wanted, but you know, we're, you know, that's the that's part of political compromise. We get it. And then there's the Oklahoma Retailers Liquor Retailers Association, and they're just like, you know, fuck this. <laughs> and that and that's what Roger had. He had a letter from them because. Yeah. That's who they're kind of representing is people like that who are, like we're saying, they're going to be on the short end of the stick. Yeah. Um, something else that uh, that law does, and I think Roger brought this up, is it gets rid of ABLE. You ever heard of that? I didn't know if you knew what that was. Uh, That's kind of like the state task force that goes around and polices liquor laws. So, like, like I, I've worked at a, a show one time, like, a, what was it, the Calf Fry up in Stillwater. They do a they do an annual... Uh, concert every year and they sell beer and liquor and stuff well you'll have these people come in and they're from able and they're making sure everything's cool you know and a lot of, a lot of them you know talk shit on them because you know like ah oh, it's the police they're gonna come around and yada 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 but i mean that's their job too um what this bill would do is just get rid of that <laughs> they wouldn't have any of that and it would basically leave all the policing to the rest of the 77 counties and their sheriffs hmm. which you know I'm like, why would you do, why, like, I'm from a very small, uh, rural town, and I'm, I, I'm here to tell you, if you know, know the sheriff, you might be able to get some ins and outs sure. <laughs> of knowing some stuff. I would rather have, just from a safety standpoint, and if you're concerned about kids and stuff, uh, I would rather have Abel than just getting rid of it. 
Sure. And that's something else Roger Roger brought up. Um, people come into his liquor store. They're there for one reason only. Yeah. They're there to buy that stuff. Yeah. You put that stuff in a grocery store, they're yeah, able to walk out with TVs easily. What do you think is going to happen with wine and beer? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they already they – already, I mean, I've worked at a Walmart before. They already steal, a, steal beer. Sure. They'll just now be able to steal a lot more – Stronger uh, shit. Stronger shit and more more of it because they'll have wine too there. Yeah. Um I So from that, you know, I'm not I'm a, I'm always kinda you I'm usually on the opposite of that argument where I'm like, you know, yeah, but you know people steal stuff anyway. Yeah, I don't I'm But it's a, like why 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 get rid of it and make it like less safe? Usually we're on they're on the other end of that and going, Oh god, we need to be overly safe. I can't but I can believe this guy was like, Oh, I'm just gonna get rid of Abel. Yeah, like I, what the fuck? Why not? You know, <laughs> save money. Save money, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. know. Um, I think I wanted to say because I think I might have, I, I kind of misspoke earlier when I was talking about this, uh, these bullet points or whatever. It was, it, it was a, it was the what'd you say the the retailer, uh, Oklahoma Retailers Association. Yeah, it was their bullet points for what they want to do. Yeah. which is to allow single strength beer in Oklahoma, refrigeration of strong beer in all outlets. Uh, and stuff like that. So the, I, that's not what SJR sixty eight is. That's what the Oklahoma retailers are wanting to. That's their do. opinion. Yeah. I think that does change in SR, uh, well, SJR sixty eight, but it's the fact that like they're just voicing their opinion because like this is what we believe, and please don't fucking change it yeah. <laughs> if it's if if you're going to because you know they will change. Well, yeah. it's like with the Budweiser thing; they changed that. You know, they snuck it in. Yep. Which. <laughs> Well, I mean, it just goes to show, man. I mean, if you want to avail yourself of the legal process, money's king. Yeah. And I, I get it, but fucking, Jesus, man. I'm telling you, man, people in their cake, dude. Yeah. Just fucking eating their fucking cake, man. <laughs> While the rest of us are fucking eating like, you know, Cheetos or something, dude. I'm just, it's, it just uh, pisses me off, man. Uh, well, yeah, so we've, uh, we've actually gone, I, I swear, every time I think we're not going to do much of a, podcast on some topic we're a little over an hour right now getting some hard-hitting facts up in here man. (laughs) Uh, anything else you got to say about any of no that's pretty much it i mean we will probably be revisiting this because there's more to talk about i'm sure yeah anybody else wants to talk about any more of it yeah anybody's got any comments on it or anything and i don't think i actually gave you didn't i I actually didn't even notice until now either damn you didn't do first contact man first contact well we'll do it uh but either way yeah i mean like i said if if someone wants to you know maybe we're wrong about something or they want to give more of an opinion feel free to do so and plus uh if this goes through we're gonna have to be voting on it in november anyway yeah so we'll be sure there'll be more developments yeah there the fact that that's happening anyway we'll retouch on the subject okay um, is there anybody else we need to give a shout out to or anything? I think that's that, it, yeah. Okay, so we've worked ba- all bases covered. All bases covered. All right. Well, it's uh, time to hit terminal or escape velocity or whatever the fuck it is <laughs> anymore. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's see if you guys want to get in touch with us. It's ufppodcast at gmail dot com at ufp on Twitter and unidentified flying podcast on Facebook. And you did that without the paper. Damn, yeah, didn't have my yeah, paper yeah. this time. Man. All right, I'm getting better. I'm evolving. Um, so yeah, just, uh, any comments, critiques, advice, whatever questions, go ahead and, you know, send us something or, you know, fucking don't, whatever. (laughs) Uh, but Hey, uh, so I guess that's it for us. We're going to blast off out of here. So, uh, you've been listening to the unidentified flying podcast. Uh, this has been drew and this is Brad. Y'all have a good one.